Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast, where we talk about various RPG games that have caught our eye. And this week, I'm joined by my lovely wife, Hannah. Hi. And today, we're going to talk about the official collection for the world's greatest role-playing game. But first of all, cue the music. Okay, so if you're not aware, D&D... They've put out one of these sort of collectible magazines that you can get. You know the type where they start off with the first issue being like really cheap and normally with like a free gift or something like that. And then they jack up the price of the later issues, hoping that they've got you hooked. Games Workshop's done it with like a sort of Lord of the Rings, Wargaby style stuff. Loads of other companies have done them. And this particular one we spotted in our local corner shop. Well, you pointed it out to me, didn't you, love? Well, yeah. And when it says in a big hex on front issue one one ninety nine and it's got a whole set of dice and a tin. I mean that is a dirty bargain. Yeah, I mean I was pretty sceptical to be honest because if you can't tell by my tone at the start of this, the these sort of things I always find a bit of a rip-off. You know, you always end up paying more if you buy all of them mm-hmm. than if you just bought the book in the first place. But as Hannah rightly pointed out, you get a nice little tin which has your normal set of polyhedral dice in. They're nothing too fancy. They're just plain black dice with red writing on, but they're nice enough. And you get a nice little tin and a foam insert to keep them in. And as you were saying, you can't really buy a tin of dice for one ninety nine. Never mind the other stuff. Not in a nice tin, no. No, and it's pretty nice. It's got a D&D Adventurer logo on it, which I'm not fussed about. But hey, the way I look at it, if you take the foam insert out, you can probably fit a few sets of polyhedral dice in there and you can maybe i can maybe tuck that into a pocket and take it with me to conventions and stuff like that so when hannah pointed out what a bargain it was to get the dice i thought yeah let's snap them up and since we mentioned it on social media a friend of ours actually asked him to pick up a copy for him as well so we've got another copy sat around at the moment but the dice aren't the only things that come with it, are they, love? So what else comes in the set? Because you've had a look at the publications a bit more than I have. Well, yeah, I actually ran the adventure that's in there for my group last week. So we've got a pile of leaflets. Yep. Uh, first up, we've got four character sheets, all level one. They're full character sheets. They're on thick paper. They're, They're printed some out. Some nice pre-gens, basically. Pre-gen characters. Lovely. Uh, next thing that I noticed in there is the introduction to combat which I did find very useful. Basically, the different steps of a combat sequence laid out nice and neat, easy to follow through while you're running a combat. It looks like you get a bit of an example of play at the back there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got a couple of leaflets telling us what's in future issues. Obligatory advertising. <laughs> uh, also noting the price changing over... The course of the few issues. Oh, hold on a second. On that leaflet there, it says enhance your games with dice maps and more. So, alongside every magazine, you'll receive exclusive extras helping bring your fantasy world to life. Uh-huh. So, it looks like there's going to be at least some additional dice tins on there. So, yeah, it says in the second issue, you'll get another set of dice. Mm. In the third issue, you'll get a dice tray. There's a map, a binder. A Dungeon Master screen, 
and a dice jail with issue seven. I've got to admit, the only one of those that even vaguely interests me is the Mo dice on issue two. But four ninety nine for a set of seven gold dice doesn't sound quite as good a bargain. I mean, they look a bit fancier to be honest, but yep, seven ninety nine presumably gem with a tin rather than opaque, and it looks like they've got gold writing rather than. And it doesn't say you actually get like another tin with them, so. Whether you do or not, I don't know. But either way, four ninety nine for the next set isn't quite such a bargain in my mind. So, as I was getting to, yeah. it also points out that over the course of those seven issues, the price will get hiked up to four ninety nine an issue. And that's apparently €6.99. So, assuming that it never had a free gift with it again, four ninety nine for the magazine... I do think they'll continue to put free gifts with it. I think you'll end up with miniatures and all sorts of little goodies being added on to it. Yeah. However, what's in the actual magazine itself? Right. Now we've looked at all the bump that came with it. Okay, you know, I'm mainly in it for the bump, but why don't you break uh-huh. down for us what's in the magazine? Uh, cover page, contents page. Um, very basic explanations of what D&D is and how it works. So this is your sort of like, if you're a new player mm-hmm. to the game sort of introduction. Lots of trimmed down versions of um, how structure of play works. Oh, it's, it's nice to see they included like an entire tiny paragraph on that previous page about the origins of D&D. Nice to know yep. it can be summed up succinctly in a tiny paragraph. <laughs> yep. Um, we've got a page about being the dungeon master. We've got a page about introduction to playing characters, which has character outlines for the four character sheets that have been provided. Okay. We've got a page about ability scores. So, so that's actually breaking down what the ability scores uh-huh. are for and how the modifiers work and what sort of skills work with them. We've got a page about different species. We've got a page about different character classes. So here, does it only feature the four that are off, presumably that are off the pregens? It does. I expect that they will expand on that later. Yeah, and I can see here um, they've gone for the um, they've gone for the four iconic ones: the fighter, the wizard, the cleric, the rogue, <coughs> thief. Yeah, and then we've got a page about equipment and a page about a town which is used in the adventure yeah yeah and from there we've got i think uh three pages of an encounter now is it an is it just in it one encounter is it like a full adventure um you've run it i've not so first up i want to point out that all of those things i've just gone through this is issue one of a magazine you've got super duper basic stuff yeah if you notice, we've got all of these little um, number things in the top corner. Yeah. And they're all like A1. So I presume that's for when you get your binder later on so you can put it uh-huh. all together. This is going to basically build up and be a more detailed version of the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Player's Handbook. Yeah, and I can see it's got the stamp holes in it as well for you to like, these, put in the binder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with like a lot of extra colour illustrations compared to what you've got in the Master's Guide. The last three pages, however, as we said, mm-hmm. is Encounter Number One. Now, I think this is supposed to be a first encounter in a longer campaign okay. that I expect 
there will be continued encounters in future issues. So I can see it's called King Under the Hill, mm-hmm. and it's got a picture of what looked to be some cranium rats on the front of it. Indeed. So, so you've run it. What's it? What's it like? It's very simple, but also very well laid out to run. I cannot fault how this adventure has been put together. Oh, I can see they've um, um, they've got little like red box outs with DM tips in it. That's say, pretty cool. Yeah, we've got. Uh, little box outs to read out to the player group we've got some good maps yeah they're nice and clear uh several good maps we've got a page with treasures and monsters on we've got a page with uh information about the different locations on the map on and we've got a page at the front which gives you an encounter overview and encounter goals. That's nice. So without going too specifically into spoilers in case anyone's really worried about it, what what's the general vibe of this this well, encounter? I mean pub full of cranian rats. That's, so, so that's the whole of the encounter, pretty much. There is a bit more to it than that, and I, as an experienced GM with a couple of players that were into the game, was able to stretch to that out to a two-and-a-half-hour, like, one-story game. So is is this just a a twist on the old, the tavern keeper's got rats in his salary and he needs some first-level adventure. Absolutely. I mean, to be honest, that that's no bad thing. It 100% is, it's, it's an I, it is. It's an iconic sort of initial mission that like most role players are familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I suppose if you're coming in for the first time and you're not familiar with it, you'll then have that story of like, yeah, yeah I've done the old uh, rats in the cellar thing. But with it being cranium rats, which are psionic, if I remember correctly... Or they have some weird sort of mental powers. It's got a little bit of a twist to it. So yeah, I, I don't see the problem with that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, for one ninety nine, if I'd got none of the rest of it, this little adventure bit is just really well put together, well laid out, easy to sort of. I flicked through it the afternoon before I ran the game. Yeah, and happily was able to run the game it took longer for my character for my players to gen up characters with a quick gen online than it did for them that it did to run any part of the game um so love you've said that it took uh, your players a while to like generate characters but aren't there like four pre-gens in the book so how come you didn't use those there are indeed and this is another one of the little hiccups that just makes me hate the world we live in um <laughs> people say i'm pessimistic had we been running an in-person game had i been the 12 year old that this magazine is aimed at who's yeah. spending the pocket money on it or whatever we would have just handed out the character sheets and got on with the game Jobs are good. as it is if you sign up to D&D Beyond, oh, you can access go. these character sheets online, but there's not just a PDF available online for you to use. Well, I have heard that D&D is a terribly under-monetized brand. Apparently so. Well, let me just find my tiny violin around there somewhere. So we then sort of, having run the game, I talked to my players about this yeah. and like whether or not it was a good thing to be going after. I mean, you know, there's still at my dad's house a stack of Star Trek fat files as tall as I am 
most of which haven't even been filed. Um, oh, my my um, brand used to collect that tree of knowledge. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Well, we, we, in case anyone doesn't realise what we're talking about, we're talking about other like collectors you go ones. Obviously, the uh-huh. you, the Star Trek one was presumably Star Trek lore, and the tree yeah. of knowledge was just like each week. Here's an interesting article about a particular subject, and you put them together in binders, and they're built up and mm-hmm. into like big collections that were probably far more expensive than if you just bought a book on the subject. Absolutely, I dread to think how much I spent on those Star Trek fat files. But anyway, this one in particular. Yeah. If you haven't got the player's handbook or the DM guide, or maybe you're finding the player's handbook and the DM guide a bit dense. Yeah. This might be an easier way to digest the information therein. Mm. Or if you haven't got the money to just buy the player's handbook, it might be a way to buy a few issues of this and have the basic information that you need to be able to run games without that massive initial investment. Yeah, I mean, I think from my point of view, as you rightly said, I think the first issue for like £1.99 in British money is worth it just for the dice. Mm -hmm. But if you're you're someone who is maybe thinking, like, I've heard a bit about this D&D thing, I'm not really sure if it's for me, I don't want to Mm -hmm. spend a lot of money... You can spend like just under two pounds, get yourself a nice set of dice and a little book that will give you enough to give you just like a little taster of it and let you know whether you think it's for you. Now, I wouldn't say if you read that little book and you play that little scenario like you've done that you then continue buying all the issues of it because I think it's going to be the law of diminishing returns. But I do think that once you've, if you bought that little magazine and you've decided that oh, yeah, it's for me, you can then maybe make the decision of, oh, I'll just buy the book. Whereas if you decide it's not, you're down. You're already down two quid. So, yeah, what we were then looking at was, well, assume that you've decided you're into Dungeons & Dragons enough that you want to invest four ninety nine in a magazine. Yeah. We then had a look, and it's a weekly magazine. Yeah. That's 20 quid a month. Yeah. Now... Much as I enjoyed the adventure, well put together as the adventure was, Mm. 20 quid a month, I can probably buy 20 adventures because I've already bought the books. I care about D&D enough to spend 20 quid a month. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, even though like the, the core books do cost a bit more now... If you just instead of like buying that for a couple I mean, of months, how much if, is the core book these days? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I tell you what, Google will tell us. Okay, so looking on Amazon at the time of recording this, the Dungeons and Dragons Player's Handbook for Fifth Edition is nineteen pounds ninety nine. So mm-hmm. basically, that's on offer. It's normally twenty five. Look. Oh yeah, yeah. But like I say, <laughs> so if if you look around, you can get it cheaper. I mean, look, you can get it for twelve pound eighty seven. They're used. Mm-hmm. So, for the price of five issues of this, you can get the core um, rule book. Price of yeah. ten issues, no, fifteen issues of this, you can get the big three core rule books. Yeah, and I mean to to be honest, if if you're just starting so, out, I think even as a DM, you can probably get a lot of game out of just the player's handbook before you absolutely. can buy the rest. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the debate that we fell into with my player group, and I think it's purely down to how much like disposable income you've got Yeah, as to whether or not this would be worth going for. 
but also whether the uh, encounters continue to be useful. Because, again, this is a 20-page booklet and it's really only the last three pages that I'm singing the praises of here. Yeah. I think as well, once you get to... Let's say all the encounters... I mean, I'm sure they'll do a variation of level, mm-hmm. level-based stuff and whatever, and they'll put other encounters in and whatever. But I think after you've had so many of them, like, how much return are you going to get on, like, future encounters? Like, I think it, once you I reach a certain stage, you'll be able to do them yourself. This will also depend... And again, it's weekly. That seems too often. Yeah, if to it was monthly, I out. think. Oh, that's not too Absolutely. Bad. A monthly version of this would probably be worth having at yeah. four ninety nine if that encounter was more than just three pages of it. Yeah, a, a monthly here's just an adventure without all the assuming that you've already got the player's handbook and yeah, the yeah. DM guide and that it can just give you a page reference. I'd go for, but unless you're a brand new player or someone who's really struggling to get through the rule books. I don't think this is good money. Yeah. I think it's going to depend on how the adventures continue, whether they then start to take up more of the magazine and continue to be interesting, well-produced adventures, or whether they've put the best one they've got in issue one to get you hooked. Yeah. And, I mean, but part of me thinks as well... I mean, do I'm sure. Like I said, I've not read, I've not read or ran the encounter. You have. You seem mm-hmm. to enjoy it, and it sounds pretty cool for like a basic sort of low level mm. starting encounter. But for me, I'm thinking, well, who's actually like writing this? Presumably, it's the people at like Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro who are like writing these because they'd be the ones familiar with mm-hmm. the game and stuff like that. I almost think, wouldn't I rather they just take the people who are doing that and just get them to write like a book of really good adventures mm-hmm. that I could then just go and buy. I mean, there were many of these for D20, and I know we bought a few of them for D20. I assume they've continued to happen, these, like... Oh, yeah, there's adventures Adventure anthologies. Yeah. And this looks like it's effectively going to be several adventures that are loosely tied together. Um, The, yeah, big spoiler on the adventure, the Cranium Rats are working for someone. It's mind flares, isn't it? It doesn't say... Which I, is what leads me to assume that it's going to lead on to another part of an adventure. Well, well all, all, I, all I will say is I know that in the recent Baldur's Gate 3, like Mind Flayers are behind everything, and then well, Cranium yeah. Rats are in this. <laughs> Coincidence, I'll let you be the judge of listeners. But t- to me, it sounds like getting hold of this first issue, definitely worth it. You get your free dice, you get your mm. little adventure. It's great to see whether you want to dip your toe into d and mm-hmm. but if you then do decide to do that, if you just don't buy this for a month, you can get yourself a player's handbook and there are numerous Patreons uh, PDFs online where you can pick up 5th edition mm-hmm. adventures for like a couple of pounds which sound to me yeah. like they'll be far better value than the uh, later issues of this I think you could probably spend the same amount of cash money on the Player's Handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, the Monster Manual, and then just go to drive through RPG um, just on things that are pay what you want. Yeah, yeah. You could get loads, Yeah, you know? 
So I think I think to wrap up what we're saying is if you're interested in this and you can get it, I don't know if it's available outside the UK or not. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's available in Europe. It's got a price in euros on it. And it's released by Hatchet Part Works Limited in conjunction with Wizards of the Coast, if you're interested. But it sounds to me like we're basically saying Sure, pick pick up the first issue for a couple of pounds if you want some nice dice. Just beware the collectible magazine. Yeah, but seriously, unless you're really hardcore into like, I want to get this collectible magazine and build up this huge collection. After you've got the first issue, you've got the free dice. You're probably better off saving your money. If you want to get into D&D, save your money. Get yourself a player's handbook of whatever edition is your preference. And then search the internet for the variety of free and cheaply available adventures mm-hmm. that are on there. And just let that take you wherever you want to go. But, yeah, first issue. Pretty worth it. Neat little adventure from what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And a lovely little set of dice. For a couple of pounds, you can't really go wrong with that, can you? A couple of quid is a one-off thing. Dirty bargain. Lovely. 20 quid a month? Nah. So. <laughs> I think that's all we've got time for this episode. Thank you very much for listening and to my lovely wife, Hannah, for joining me. If you've enjoyed this video, please like it, share it, and all of that sort of good stuff. If you'd like to leave us a message or get in touch, maybe let us know what you think of the collectible Dungeons & Dragons adventurer, world's greatest roleplay official collection thing if you want to do so, you can get in touch in a number of different ways. You can leave us a message on SpeakPipe, or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe we can get a bit of a conversation going on about this. Anyway, until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whenever you're playing, have fun. Catch you soon. Bye. Fifth edition, Wizards of the Coast, Paizo. It's not Paizo, is it? Mm-hmm. No, it's um. Who puts out all the board games? Hasbro. Hasbro. That's it. Paizo's Pathfinder. So I was getting a bit confused there. But yeah. Or next most useful to me, rather. You're gonna have to edit that bit. Sorry. Sorry, just keep going.